Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast, if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in Sode, is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the Successful Diligence podcast. And it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day, 99 cents per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, 99 cents, that would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, There's different links in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you're back for another episode. I never, ever take it for granted that you give me your time, your ear. It is always such an honor that you listen to the podcast. And today you are going to love this episode. I have a special guest for us and she is awesome and dare I say, badass. Her name is Jay Herman, and she is a storyteller, copy ad, copy editor, <laughs> and badass, badassery advocate. Good Lord, my tongue today is not cooperating. Through custom one-to-one empowered soul sessions, I love that. We're going to get more into what those are too. Jay offers motivation and accountability to help gals share their stories fearlessly. Additionally, Jay's Badassery Defined Project shares motivational essays, biz resources, which is business resources for those who are not in the know, guidance, and encouragement to gals who are seeking fellowship in this male-dominated world. When not working, Jay spends time with her cat, Mr. Skimps, while geeking out on sci-fi movies, and she lives in sunny Southwest Florida. Welcome to the show, Jay. I am so excited to dive in and get to know you better and uh, just have share you with my audience. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate the invite. I'm so excited to learn more. So for me, for my audience, tell us more about who you are and how you came to do the badassery work that you do. 
Oh my goodness. So who am I? <laughs> um, that's such a loaded question. I'm so many things, you know, I consider myself a, a multi-passionate um, professional and that just means I do lots of things on, on a very grand scale. Sometimes um, I started my media profession back in 2002. Mm. Um, I started blogging before blogging was a thing. And, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit, that blog like morphed into this international digital publication. And I had uh, managing editors and, and all of that. And so Very cool. well, the process of that, you know, going from a, a small time person blog to, you know, having a staff and then, you know, having sponsors that led me to having a media production company. <laughs> believe it or not. And so just through the course of that experience led me to doing what I am doing now with helping other people with their, with their media, specifically with sharing their stories, whether it's, you know, on their website or through a blog or even through the book. That is so cool. I am so intrigued to unpack that because <laughs> I know there is so much to that story. That is so neat. Oh my goodness. So you go from being this you, right? You who are who you are and through all of your facets of your journey, you stay who you are, but you go from being unknown to all of a sudden international and having this media corporation. Talk to me about what that transition was like for you. My goodness. So I may have skipped a step. Um, <laughs> one of the things that led me to, to do that blog is I, my entry into being an entrepreneur was I had a jewelry design business. Mm. I was custom designing jewelry. And as I was rece researching my vendors, I started to see that jewelry design is a very environmentally unfriendly practice. Okay, and so cool. in the process of doing that, that sort of research, um, I, I connected with more fair trade companies. Um, and so in a sense, I sort of kind of had made a name for myself there. So needless to say, a lot of those companies were some of my first guests, you know, when we were doing some of those interviews and then the magazine morphed into a web TV series, which morphed into a podcast, which we were calling an online radio at the time. I feel like I'm dating myself. So, you know, through the course of all of those things, we, we built up a, a pretty good readership. So it felt seamless. You know, it didn't feel like, oh, we're doing this and now we're doing this and now we're doing this so that, you know, it, it didn't feel that way. It just felt like, you know, everything was connecting and there was just, just this flow. And um, so, yeah, I, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it sounds like you were just showing up and walking your journey. But even in that, I think sometimes we undervalue the courage that it takes to show up because every step of the journey, there's new obstacles, there's new lessons to be learned. There are those internal voices to overcome, you know, so to speak. So talk to me about that. How did you shift your perception of who you are as you grew in your journey? Well, I used to say, and I'll get into why I don't say this anymore, but I used to say, what's the worst that could happen? Mm. You know, if a, a new idea or project or something came up like, okay, yes, and you know, you uh, learn an improv. Yes, and I'll, I'll, I'll just do it. And what's the worst that could happen? And I'd always believed that, if, you know, the worst thing is death. 
And so if no one's going to die, then I'm going to do it and try it and see and, and, and pivot. And, you know, if I need to learn something, then I learn that. If I need to bring on some new crew, then I do that. You know, that had been my, my mindset for such a long time. And then last year, I said that to a fellow midlife person, and she's, she's so wonderful. She said, you know, I really, I really like that, but I'm going to change that. I'm going to, I'm going to reframe that. I'm going to, I'm going to make that. What's the best thing that could happen? I like that. I like that reframe. Yes. Like (gasps) mind blown. (laughs) And so, you know, granted there's that, but then also there's an exercise that I do with my, my coaching clients, my empowered empowered soul session clients, you know, we work through creating a manifest, a manifesto. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is the other, that's the mirror, you know, that I can use to look at projects and look at things and say, does that, does that align with, you know, my truth? Does that that align with the direction that I plan for myself during, you know, this period of time or whatever? And so those two things, does it align with my manifesto? Does it align with my, my ethos? And what's the best thing that could happen if I did this, you know, and if it's something that's, you know, reaching people, what's the best thing that could happen? It would be to reach people with this thing and then people are moved or, you know, they gain something or, you know, so yeah, that's, that's how I'm able to kind of like tap into my own brand of badass. <laughs> I love that. And I love the reframe of asking the different questions to look at what can be the possibilities, the empowerment, the strength. I love that. Um, so you mentioned is it aligned with my ethos and is it aligned with my values is one of those um, sort of clarity filtering questions that you, that you ask yourself. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about how you got in touch with your values and what was important to you. Cause I know a lot of my listeners, we've, we've gone through, you know, different discussions about, well, how do you know what you value? How do you know what your ethics and your, and your really important you know, viewpoints are that you are non-negotiable standing on? How do you recognize those, find those? What's that journey like? For me, I I will say personally, before I started doing the work that I'm doing now, I had to ask myself those questions. I had to go through, you know, the exercises that I I created in my program. And a big part of that was pay attention to the things that you pay attention to. You know, what are the things that, you know, surface and resurface through the course of a day? You know, whether you're surfing online or if you're in a social media group or or the books that you read or or the magazines that you subscribe to or the newsletters, there is a commonality. There is a common theme. There is something that that grabs us. There is that thing that, you know, it's like, oh, I want to be a part of this or I want to do this or I have an interest. That's where you start. You know, and ultimately, you know, as a storyteller, my big advice is to write it down. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> that way you won't forget it either. <laughs> that too. <laughs> and listeners, I know that you picked up on it. I know you did just like I did. And that's why if you're watching in the school, my, my big cheese came out when you said paying attention, because that is my entire, like, that's the foundation of my message is you've got to pay attention. And I love that as you were paying attention to what was coming next and as it aligned and all the questions were being answered and filtering in you were walking into your path and your journey and your purpose and what you were supposed to do and be doing in that season of your life. And I love that. You've brought up storytelling um, a couple times. Talk to me about that. How do you identify what your story even is? Like, how do you find your story and identify it with? Because you got to do that before you can tell it, right? Um, yes, and. 
Um, <laughs> a lot of times it, it, it doesn't require for you to have it figured out before you start. Mm. You know, so that, that same exercise of how do I find, you know, what do I value? What are, what's my passion? How do I know what to pursue? You know, it's, it's sort of writing it down and, and recognizing that it's fluid. It should not be stoic. It doesn't have to be the thing that, okay, now I'm married to this and I, I, I can't change because that's not realistic. We pivot, we ebb, we flow throughout our lives. At least we should. And yeah. in that process, we're, we're learning and evolving and growing. And so for me, that, that idea of being a storyteller, that's just one of my common themes, whether it was, you know, telling a company story as I'm researching to see who's, who's being, you know, eco-friendly in that journey. And then going into a media production company where I'm helping with video production and tell and you know, storylines, well, that's telling stories. As an actress on stage, I'm telling someone else's story if I'm, you know, portraying a character. So that's been just a common theme for me. And just recognizing how powerful our stories are. When we have that courage to share and someone else learns or they're encouraged or they're motivated, there's power in that. Why wouldn't I want to do that as often as I can? And so, you know, recognizing that that was something I continued to do in, the, you know, the different careers that I've chosen, well, then that became my theme. Yeah. But then also staying true to yourself, living your truth. That was like, I, I, I do different themes for different years, like my new, new year's resolution. And uh, one year I came to, you know, live your truth. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Being, you know, being authentic. So those are, those are my two main themes, no matter what project I'm doing, no matter what direction, those are my themes, telling a story and being true, being truthful and being authentic. And that's applicable to everything in life. And I love that because every single person has a unique story that you own because it's yours and no one else can have it. No one else can live it. And that is so empowering and exciting because, you know, when we like, and you mentioned courage, which I love because when you have the courage to tell the truth, truth is not always easy. It's messy, <laughs> you know, accepting the flaws and all imperfections that it's not always easy, but when you can accept the truth and, and tell your story with, with ease and acceptance and love, and then you find people connecting with that, that is an experience that is, I, I it's hard to put to words sometimes, I think. It's true. It's true. And I mean, last year or the year before, I can't remember when I launched uh, Real Talk, which was uh, my midlife blog, that the whole point of that was to just let it all out. You know, just, just here I am, blah, 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 blah. Just, just word vomit everywhere. Here I is. And there was such a relief and such a release in doing that. And I think the sooner in our lives as women we do that, the, the faster we get to, you know, the other side of coming into your own. There's so much power in doing that, being unafraid to just put it out there, you know, being vulnerable. And I think that's a big part of uh, the badassery defined project for me is being a badass is not being a bitchy. It's not being bitch. It's not being dogmatic. It, it's recognizing your vulnerabilities and leaning into them and using fear as fuel. You know, 
That's a phrase that my husband uses all the time. You know, fear and anger is fuel for him. Tell me I can't do it. And that is fuel for me to show you just how well I can do it. <laughs> and I love that, um, you know, that showing up in your pet, cause it's like a superpower, you know, that only you can tap into. And there is such freedom when you finally take off the layers and the roles and the labels and you just show up in life as who you are. I mean, Ah, and so tell me this, why do you think more women don't do that? If there's so free, there's so much freedom in it, there's so much empowerment, why don't more people do it? We've been put into boxes, Mm. you know, whether it be social media or just media in general, we've been given these roles to abide by. And unfortunately, they become a a bad habit that Mm -hmm. becomes really difficult to break. You know, I, I find that a lot of women connect with me and they're surprised when I say, you don't need permission to tell your story <laughs> or you don't need permission to pivot and try something mm-hmm. new, try something different. You know, there's, there's this, this fear of what will people think if I do this? And, you know, to loosely quote Maya Angelou, to, to, to die with your stories left inside you, how it's almost like, what will people think if they find out that you did that? You know, that is powerful. (laughs) That is so powerful. Oh, and for me, because I feel a responsibility for those people who I know I'm supposed to connect with. I feel a responsibility to develop and become my best version of myself so that I can serve them, whoever they are in the future. But, uh, and Maya Angel is one, I love her. She's one of my foundational people. <laughs> she, I love her. Um, that is so powerful. And, you know, you're right. We don't always give ourselves permission as women to be and walk in truth. And the power of who we are and the stories we have to tell and our perspective and our viewpoint on the world is so needed and so necessary Um, it's just, you know, I think the work that you do in, in when people can't give themselves the permission that you give it to them is so, so needed and so powerful. So I'm glad you show up and do that. (laughs) And the, the, the power it's reciprocal Mm. and it's collaborative because the more I'm able to do that, the more I'm able to do that for myself. Yeah. It's not about, oh, I have it all figured out. And so I'm going to lead you. No, honey, I'm standing right beside you. I'm walking with you. We're in this journey together. You know, we, we, we feed on each other. We encourage each other. We motivate one another. There's power in doing that. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm thrilled every time I'm given that privilege to stand beside another woman. We're walking in our truth together. Are you kidding me? Like there is nothing better than that. I love that. And when people can really understand sisterhood and that true, you know, my cup is full, let me pour out on you. And when my cup is empty, you pour out on me. I love that. And my, you know, my, my sort of, I, I, butterfly transformation is my sort of metaphor and in, in breaking out, at, you know, from the cocoon. And for me, the final sort of breakout moment for me was when I adopted the mindset of, in five years, are you going to be in my life? Are you paying my bills? When I die, will what you say or think matter? And the answer to those questions is usually no. <laughs> so then 
I'm doing it. Screw it. I'm showing up. I'm doing me. And as long as me and my God are okay with it, I'm fine. And what I found is that when I started showing up in that truth and that power, it's almost like everything that was supposed to be and work started working and being. And the people that I'm supposed to be connected to, I'm connected to. And it filters out those people who are not good for me and who are not supposed to be there. And that is just Oh, that's so incredible. I love it. And that sisterhood, like you said, when you meet people who are in alignment and we're all different, but we're functioning and we're walking the same road. We're just in different cars, but we can wave and, you know, share the snacks across the, the highway. I just, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's so empowering. You know, it's, it, it, this, there's no sense of competition when we have that unified understanding of where we can go if we do it together. Well, how can you compete with someone who doesn't have the same purpose and doesn't walk the same? Because what you bring to the world, I could never bring. And what I bring to the world, you could never bring either. But when we link up and bring that together, I mean, my goodness, what a tsunami we're creating. <laughs> of course. But again, that's one of those boxes, you yeah. know, that's been created for us, unfortunately, that we're not supposed to work together. We're not supposed mm. to come into our own. We're not supposed to walk on our truth because there's so much power in that, you know? So I think there are powers and I, I'm saying men who are uh, afraid of that. And so they create these boxes that unfortunately a lot of women, we, we all subscribe to them at some point or another in our lives. Yeah. And what I love too about, at least for me, like as we embrace sort of who we are at the core and take off those layers and those roles and those labels and all of the things that we were told we were supposed to do and what we, what we were supposed to be. Um, what I find is that even when we disagree on things, it's okay. You know, we don't have to agree on everything and we can still be in alignment. We can still be friends. We can still think in terms of the bigger picture. Yes, we can both say yes. And we can link arms together and still walk forward in power. And that I think is one of the most powerful choices and decisions that we can make as people and as women um, that really brings such goodness to the world that I, I you know, it's, it's, it's always, it always is so sad to me to watch what's happening in the world and the, you know, the junk <laughs> and all the other stuff that's coming when, when people could choose to tap into the empowerment and the positivity and the sisterhood and and you know the more that we can highlight stories and tell our stories and share and connect i mean the better this world's going to be so help me and my listeners understand how do you tell your story like do you word vomit on everybody do you you know show up and just be like you know, talk your ear off for 30 minutes. Like, how do you, how do you do that? How do you learn to tell your story where it resonates and people can hear it? Um, it really depends. I mean, whatever platform or avenue individually a person wants to take. For me personally, it's been different platforms at different times. Like I said, you know, as an actress, uh, infusing me, you know, into, in, in a character into a role, that's a form of storytelling you know, how, how I express uh, and portray a character is different than what someone else is going to do. So for me, that was a, a form of storytelling. But then also writing, you know, whether I'm writing sales copy or, you know, writing uh, an, a personal essay, that is a platform for me. And so I think 
to answer your question, it really depends on your platform. That's, that's what helps you decide how you tell your story because it's not only about format, it's about who's, who's going to receive it. Who's your, who, who's your audience for any given platform, you know, deciding that understanding that first, that prevents you from doing the word vomit because that word vomit is, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say and who I'm supposed to say it to and who's going to receive it. But if you know, if you know your audience, it makes it easier to be more concise and more, you know, uh, direct in your messaging. So that, that would be first and foremost for me is like, who do you want to talk to and where do you want to say it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it also strikes me as it, it starts with the narrative that you tell yourself and the story that you're telling yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But, you know, sometimes that, that story, it changes, or at least it should change based on, you know, just how you evolve as a person, especially as a woman. I know, you know, my story has shifted and changed and, you know, through marriages and friendships and, and, uh, and surgeries and menopause and, you know, all of those things shape our stories, not necessarily, again, that foundation that we talked about, but yeah, we will change. You have to be open to that, open to being present with, with what comes, you know, and, and, and adopting that mindset of it's not bad. It's not, it's not good. It it is what it is right now and being accepting of that. Yeah. I think that's the key is being present with incorporating all of the different seasons of your life, but not with judgment and no shame and no judgment because that's where I think people get tripped up and women, especially we're so critical of ourselves and that voice in our head that we hear and only we hear and we talk to ourselves more than we talk to anyone else. We've got to be kind and compassionate to ourselves and understanding and graceful. Just what we give out to others. We need to give that to ourselves the most. Exactly. My, my inner critic, her name is Lizzie. She gets on my nerves. Um, I, I do. I, I have a visual of Lizzie and I will let her give me her negative talk because mm. that's all it is. It's talk, you know, and there have been times I scream at her like, okay, what if you're right? Mm. And then what? <laughs> exactly. What's your point? What do you get? Like, if you can't back it up. Yeah. It's just talk. So sometimes also it's not about pushing it away. You know, being brave and having courage isn't like I'm pushing through it and it's all gone. No, sometimes it's sitting with it. Mm. Sometimes that's necessary too. But you know, what you take away from that, the lesson you learn or the decision that you make, that's what's most important. What what's gonna come out of that at the end of the day? That's where the power comes from, I think. When you can actually sit in that darkness and sit with that Lizzie who whoever you call yours, you know, when you can sit with that and stare it in the face and say, and what? Okay, where's the evidence? Is it true? Maybe, but and what? You can choose what to do with that. And that's the key to the empowerment is choosing what to do with that. And if you don't like it, guess what? You're not a tree, you're not planted. You can move, <laughs> you can change. You can, you can consciously 
choose to embrace something different, a different part of you and manifest something different in the world and show up differently if you need to do that and then practice and show up continually like that until you master that vision of yourself that you want to achieve. I love that. Yeah, that, that's a big part of my messaging too, is like, you got to show up and show out. <laughs> I love it. Show up and show out. Yes. Because once you know who you are, there's no stopping you, you know? And yeah. um, I think that's part of the battle is that, you know, when you take that lid off and you're like, no, I know who I am. I'm showing up and you can, you literally cannot stop me. That's when, that's when it's happening. That's when, that's when your life starts popping <laughs> and rocking and you, you achieve everything that you can dream of, you know? There, that's the magic. That yeah. is, that's your magic moment right there. I love that. Oh, I love that. I love your story. I love your messaging. I love everything you've said. I just love. I'm full of love, <laughs> <laughs> overflowing with love for it. So as we get to the end of our time here, what are like the top, you know, two or three things that you really want the audience to walk away from this conversation with? Oh my goodness. The biggest thing would be, honey, own it. Mm. whatever it is for you make the decision and own it and if you need help in owning it and the steps that come after that that's 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 where I want to be a part of someone's journey you know and helping them to get to that stage and so you know for me the badassery <laughs> that that whole phrase for me I just I love the sound of it but I love the feel of it and I want to help other women feel that way too but I want that to be in a safe space. And that's what badassery defined is. It's that safe space for us to come together and share our stories and learn and gripe and vent and commune and have fellowship. That's, that's, that's ideally what I want women to take away from hearing me speak is that yes, we can. Yes, you can own it. Yes, we can do it together. And a place to do that is badassery defined. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Mic drop. Yes. <laughs> and I love that you brought in the safe space of it because that's so true. When you're, when you feel safe and, and you can trust, that's when you can allow that coach, that guide, that mentor to walk with you towards your ultimate breakout moment and live your badassery life. I love that. I love that. So I'm going to put all the links in the show notes, but for those people who are more auditory, where can they find you if they want to connect with you, want more of you? How can they connect and, and reach out and say, hey, I'm here? <laughs> oh my goodness. So everything that I'm involved in, you can always find on my website, jherman.com, and that's J-A-E. H-E-R-M-A-N-N.com. Perfect. And I'll put the link in the show notes. Um, I've got more like her Twitter. And also when she was talking about listeners, the Badassery Defined uh, Insiders Lounge, there'll be a link there too. So check her out. Check that out. Oh, I feel so empowered and strong right now. <laughs> I am like loving this space and this energy. I'm so so grateful we connected and I was able to bring you on and to introduce you to my listeners who listeners um, hashtag again follow up seriously your life will be better for it um, thank you so much for taking your you know the time out to come on and share well I appreciate it I mean it's been a joy to connect with you I love 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 your energy I'm empowered having this opportunity and again thank you thank you thank you for the opportunity Oh, life is just so full of love. I love it. Uh, again, there I go. I can't stop saying I love it. <laughs> listeners, listeners, keep walking. I always say it, but I, I, I cannot express to you the power in showing up, keep walking, 
always keep walking because if you continue to walk one day at a time, one choice at a time, you will reach your destination. You will reach your destiny and your purpose. You will find your story and you will be able to show up and show out. And I promise you, you will thank yourself. And on the journey, always, always choose gratitude. Thank <laughs> you.